0: So remember, Paul knew, Paul said goodbye to the pastors from Ephesus because he knew. What did he know? He wouldn't come again. Yeah, he knew he wasn't ever gonna see them again. He didn't know what was gonna happen, but he knew the Holy Spirit was telling him that he was going to face troubles in Jerusalem and be arrested. So they kept sailing. And they came to a place called Kos, and then to Rhodes, and then to Petara, and then to Phoenicia. And they're sailing to all these different places. And they found some disciples at a pl- at um, Tyre, and they stayed there for seven days. And through the Spirit, they were telling Paul not to go to Jerusalem. They are like, don't go there, bad stuff's going to happen. But When their days were departed, they left. And kneeling down on the beach, we prayed and said farewell to one another. And then they got on the ship and returned home. And when they finished the voyage from Tyre, they arrived at Ptolemaeus. And they greeted the believers there and stayed with them for a day. And then they came to Caesarea and they entered the house of Philip the Evangelist. We heard about Philip before. He was a deacon and an evangelist is somebody who shares the gospel. And he was the guy the Holy Spirit told to go down to the road on the way to Gaza, and he's the one that met the Ethiopian eunuch, who was riding in his chariot and reading from the prophet Isaiah, and and Philip said, "What are you reading?" And he said, I'm "Reading from this Isaiah." And he said, "Do you understand what you're reading?" And he said, "How can I?" And then he explained it to him, and the man was baptized. So they stayed at the at his house. Now. He had four unmarried daughters who prophesied. So it's kind of interesting that Philip went down and, and like preached to that man. And then we don't hear about him again until way later. Now he's just been hanging out at this place in Caesarea and just having a family and raising his daughters. And they stayed there for many days. And then a prophet named Agabus came down. And he took Paul's belt and bound his hands and feet and said... Thus says the Holy Spirit, This is how the Jews at Jerusalem will bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him into the hands of the Gentiles. And when we heard this, we and the people urged Paul not to go to Jerusalem. But Paul answered, What are you doing, weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be imprisoned, but even to die in Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. But since he would not be persuaded we ceased and said, let the will of the Lord be done. Why do you think the Holy Spirit was doing this? Like, Paul already was determined to go. He already knew. The Holy Spirit told him he needed to go there. But then the Holy Spirit kept sending prophets to tell him the the stuff was going to happen to him. What do you think,
1: Samara? Uh, I think that he's not... He's gonna
0: go to Well, he's gonna go, yeah, he's determined. Because he knows but, it's the Lord's will.
1: The time the Lord's dad, well,
0: okay. What do you think, Anastasia? Uh, he's, uh, God is I think a part of it is that God is testing Paul, yep where Paul, in a very similar way to how Jesus, remember how Jesus knew what was going to happen to him? And in the Garden of Gethsemane, he prayed, your will be done. So, he, so in a way, he's kind of testing Paul's faith to strengthen his faith, because Paul's going to need strong faith for what's ahead of him. But I think even more importantly, this is for the other disciples, because think about how Paul keeps, Paul keeps meeting these people on the way. And they know, these believers, they, they love Paul because he came and preached the gospel to them. And they know from the Holy Spirit, they know from the Holy Spirit what's going to happen to Paul. But when they see that Paul knows this and is going anyway, it strengthens their faith. It makes them sad, like the Ephesian pastors. But think about the stuff Paul said to the Ephesian pastors and the warning he gave them and the word that he said to them. So seeing his faith in the midst of that comforts them and strengthens them in their faith, too. Now, when they came to Jerusalem, the believers there, the brothers, he said, that's a word, What's tomorrow? Him, kind of like he in him well, he's like when her. when God tests us. Kind of hard. When God tests us, it isn't to find out whether we trust in Him. God already knows that. There are two different reasons you might have a test at school. One of them sometimes is to find out what you know but that's not the main purpose for a test. In fact, teachers who mostly use tests to find out what you know, aren't very good teachers. Why? Because the best use of a test is to, to, is to help you grow in what you know. For instance, if I say to you, if I said to my students anyway, we're gonna have a test next week on this and this and this, And it's important for you to get a good grade. Here's what you need to study. What are you going to do?
1: Study.
0: You're going to study. And then if you study those things, well, that's fine. But if you study those things, what are you going to? You're going to grow in what you know. Now, I had a teacher once who did not understand this. And he drove me crazy because he would spring random quizzes on me. He would do stuff. I think it was because he was forgetful. So it wasn't because he was like malicious, but he was forgetful. And so he would say on Thursday, we're going to have a test on this. And then it would be Wednesday. And then we would have the test. I would say, you told us this was tomorrow. I didn't study yet. And then he would say, well, you just should have always been ready. And I'm like, that's stupid. This isn't the end of the world. (laughs) What?
1: You should have
0: studied. No, you have to prioritize your time, bro. If your teacher says the Dad, test is Thursday, but, you're probably not studying uh, until Wednesday night. Yeah, but what did if you forget? You? What if you can't I wasn't gonna forget. I was, was I was a very good student. But I did Why not-
1: did f- You have to do something! Dad.
0: I planned my days out. What's Nara? Did um uh, You
1: should have studied. Did you all math arithmetic.
0: Did I like arithmetic?
1: No, did you
0: call math a arithmetic? Mm-hmm. Say that again.
1: Arithmetic. <laughs> <laughs> did you? Did you? Uh,
0: no, did you, not generally. Sometimes, but not really. Usually, we just called it math. Oh. Yeah. Um. Anyway, so that's God's purpose when He tests us too. He already knows what's in our hearts he sends tests in order to grow to us know. in trusting his word. Because like, here's what happens. God's tests are kind of like this. Um, all right, take Peter when he was walking on the water. and Peter found something out. When he, when he was walking on the water and he started doubting. Which Peter? Goes, let's not play around, okay? Peter, oh, yeah. the Peter, Simon Peter. Like the only Peter Simon. in the Bible, he's there's a lot of Simons, but there's only one Peter.
1: It's no. Simon.
0: D- he is literally the only Peter in the Bible.
1: It's Simon. Pretty sure. It's Simon uh, Johnson.
0: No, no. God tests us to show us that we can't trust in ourselves or anything else but only in Him. So that was the test to Paul, but it also strengthened the believers. All right, when they got to Jerusalem. The believers welcomed them, and Paul went in uh, to James. That's probably James, the brother of the Lord, who was one of the leaders of the church in Jerusalem, and all the elders were there. And after greeting them, he told them all the things that God had done through them among the Gentiles, and they glorified God, and they said, look at this, brother, look how many thousands there are among the Jews of those who have believed. They're all zealous for the law, and they've been told about you, that you teach all the Jews who are among the Gentiles to forsake Moses, telling them not to circumcise their children or walk according to our customs. What should we do? They will hear that you have come. So you should do what we say to you. We got four men who are under a vow. Take these men and purify yourself among them and pay their expenses so that they may shave their heads. And thus all will know that there is nothing in <coughs> what Save they have been- Yeah, it's a whole bunch of weird stuff. They're like, then they'll know that you also live in observance of the law. But as for the Gentiles who have believed, we have sent a letter with our judgment about what they talked about before that you know they didn't have to follow all the law of Moses. So Paul did what they said. Uh, tr- to try not to give offense to anyone. But when, the seven, when seven days were completed, the Jews from Asia, when they saw him in the temple, stirred up the whole crowd and laid their hands on him, saying, this man is teaching everyone against the law and against this temple. And he brought Greeks into the temple who have defiled this holy place. So they had seen Trophimus from Ephesus, and they thought Paul had brought him into the temple, but Paul hadn't. But the city was stirred up, and they all ran together, and they seized Paul, and the gates were shut, and they dragged him out of the temple, and they wanted to kill him. But word came to the tribune, that's like a Roman governor, about everything that was happening. And he took soldiers and centurions and ran down, and when they saw what was happening, they stopped beating Paul. Then the tribune came and arrested him and ordered him to be bound. And he asked what was going on and what should be done. And some of the crowd were saying one thing and some people were saying a different thing. And the tribune couldn't figure out what was going on. So he ordered Paul to be brought to the barracks. And when he came to the steps, he was carried by the soldiers because of the violence of the crowd. Crowd, for The mob of people were saying, away with him, away with him, like they did with Jesus. As Paul was about to be brought into the barracks, he said to the tribune, may I say something to you? And he said, do you know Greek? Are you not the Egyptian then who recently stirred up a revolt and led the 4,000 men of the assassins out into the wilderness? And Paul said, "Uh, no. (laughs) He said, I'm a, Paul, he said, I'm a Jew from Tarsus in Cilicia and I beg you to permit me to speak to the people. And when he gave him permission, Paul stood up and motioned that he could speak to them in Hebrew. We'll hear about that next time. No, 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 no. Nothing about Peter.
1: This was not happening to Peter?
0: No. Paul, all right, so here's what's happening. I'll summarize what we've just been hearing. Paul has been out on this missionary journey, remember? He's gone to all these places all around. They called it Asia right there. I think we would call it Asia Minor, right? Like Turkey and Greece. We call that Asia Minor today. Turkey and
1: right? Greece.
0: That's Asia Minor. Turkey. You don't know?
1: I don't I don't want turkey because in, in Google. It's, one time at, at library, um, the the library teacher told us <coughs> we were making we it to watch it. Thank you so for <coughs> Thanksgiving. Okay. Before we did it, we had to look on Google about turkeys. And she said, don't just write turkeys. You have to write the kind of turkey because there's a state called Turkey. Yeah, there's a
0: country called Turkey today. Yes, back then, there wasn't a country called Turkey. I I don't remember what it was called back then. Well, Well, certainly, yes. (laughs) Anyway, so Paul's been going around all over there preaching the gospel And remember, he always preaches to Jews first. And some of them believe, but remember, a lot of them didn't. And part of what they didn't like about Paul was Paul was saying, guys, the law of Moses, the parts about like circumcising and about what you can eat and about worship at the temple, those were temporary. Those were pictures of Jesus. Jesus came. And so he didn't tell people they had to stop doing that, but he told people, that's not what saves you. And the Gentiles who are coming to faith, they don't have to do that. So when he got back to Jerusalem and he talked to James and the elders, they realized that there was a tricky situation in Jerusalem because they realized that reports were coming in that Paul was telling people, like, like to stop following the law of Moses and to destroy this or that or whatever. They were exaggerating. Daddy, they were exaggerating what he was saying, and they were getting mad about it. And the whole city was, like, kind of, like, about to explode. So they were like, if they see you in the temple, it might get bad. And so they took precautions to try to make that not happen. But it happened anyway. And that's when they arrested him. But he's going to talk to them, which we'll hear about next time.